Hey everybody, this is Let Me Know How It Is, a podcast about all things geek. We have a fun one for you superheroes and animation lovers. The panel and I discuss DC's library of original animated movies. If you haven't checked any of these out, please do, you're missing out. Thanks for listening, enjoy. Steven Root did a voice in Superman Unbound. Who? Steven Root. As what? It says as Zor-El. Really? Did he have a red stapler? Which one? <laughs> Superman Unbound? Oh, oh, the Supergirl one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, uh, is that Superman? Oh, the Brainiac one. That's the Brainiac one. So for this one, we're going to do DC animated original movies that started with Superman Doomsday back in, what, 2007? Is that right? Yeah, you're right. September anyway. 21st, 2007. Uh, and they have done... We have the Wikipedia page open. Do we have a number on how many they've done? No. So at the time of this recording, Wonder Woman Bloodlines is going to be the next release. That's well over 23, 24? Something like that. Something like, Something like that. that. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyway, so I'm going to open it up to you guys first. So we're going to just talk about which ones we like, which ones we don't like, which ones we sort of like, <laughs> whichever. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. I'm Tommy Smithereens. I'm Clifton. Who's going to start? I'll start. Since All right. I was going to take mine away. Tommy, you have the floor. Oh, thank you. Um, I apologize, but I have to take away Red Hood. Hands down. Best one they produced. Uh, damn near the most perfect of adaptations uh, from the source material as far as what they took out, what they left in, how they depicted it. I'd argue to say it depicted the story stronger this go around it was more concise it conveyed this message strongly i i just love it i love the fight scenes i love the message it conveys i love the uh people they bring in i love the villains i love the added characters i love damn i love everything about this movie uh, if it had any missteps it was small and, and infinitesimal as far as what i what i thought of it like at first i didn't like the joker voice but I grew to love that too. Hell, too bad that's the only thing he's ever done, as far as the Joker's voice. That's John DiMaggio. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, hell, he's his voice didn't bother me. I thought no, he was, yeah. I, I know that some people like. That's my favorite one too, and I think if there is a weak component to that movie in the like face of the rest of the fan base, I think it's that. Yeah, but I disagree. I think he's really good. I like that he had a different take on it. I think part of the part of what works well so well for that one, especially, is the fact that they were able to bring in Judd Winnick, being the writer of the entire that basically that story arc yeah. in Batman at the time, made it much you know, made any kind of revisions work really well for the fact that he could basically come in and add to stuff or detract you know distract, I'm sorry detract from what he had already done, so I thought it was really that it was really a good idea because they don't do that very often they don't always for whatever no. reason, if at all. He he pitched that to them actually. Did he? Really? I remember, yeah, I remember seeing that in like one of the special features that that he pitched them doing that as an adaptation, and then basically like on a phone pitch, and they were like, "That sounds great." Yeah, like like yeah. let's do it. Yeah, it's a weird like second draft of his own work, which I think is yeah, weird. yeah. And yeah. I think I think yeah. he he picked a really he was just a good judge, I think, of like what worked, what didn't work, what needs to be punched up. You know, yeah, yeah what needs to be punched up. I mean, I still think that that because you don't really part of the problem with the and, and it's not really a problem so much as it's just the way it worked out in the, in the, with the the storyline is the fact that in the comic you fold into Infinite Crisis is what happens. Infinite is that Crisis? where it yeah. jumps up at? 
you get they get that ending you get the same sort of ending where it's the it's the it's basically the, the standoff between the three of them being batman um red hood and joker mm-hmm. same thing in the comic but because infinite crisis hits things sort of go sideways and then it's basically they don't get back to it because i don't think winnick's on the book after infinite yeah. crisis it's or during never, it it's never revisited is never, it? it's not revisited until they do the red hood mini that winnick wrote that sort of gives a little bit of background on what you know didn't, so but didn't jason pop up in green arrow that he was working he does on for a while out? yeah yeah yeah. he does he does in that too but there's a there is a red hood like i said there's a minute i think it's like a five or six issue mini with winnick that Winnick fleshes out more along the lines of what happened to. I mean, there's an annual too that explains some of what happened to Jason, but there's also kind of a, it's a it's a looking back and then looking forward for the character at that point, where they kind of address the stuff that he didn't get to in Batman, because I think one of the best things about Red Hood is the last the last scene of it. Sure. That oh, last. Oh, <laughs> we'll say right now that we're going to spoil every single movie. Yeah. So if you, have, about, if, you, so if you haven't seen it, pause but, here. Yeah. yeah, and go watch it, go, and then come back, and then come back, because yeah. do yourself a favor and go watch it because yeah. it's fantastic. Yes, but that last line of you know, this is the best day of my life. life. Yeah, <laughs> in the fucking oh suit. man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no, just... the flashback that that the flashbacks is a really nice touch to that movie, and, mm-hmm. yeah. and even going to the open, I think distilling death 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 in the family. I'm confused now with the Snyder, one, uh, which is death of the family. Death yeah. in the family yeah. is the one where Robin dies. Yes. Spoiler again. Like right. I said, uh, distilling that to one scene, which let's be honest, it is that story is one scene. Sure. Oh yeah. But I thought it was so brilliant. Just starting off with that mm-hmm. one piece of like his greatest failure. Oh yeah. And then kind of kicking off into, into the, the story from the book, but having those flashbacks of, Jason and as Robin, mm-hmm. like I just thought it was like really, really brilliant the way that they pitched it to people, the way that they showed you all of this stuff as if you're a new viewer, but also like adapting like all the years and years and years of stuff that you needed to know going into mm-hmm. the stuff if you read it. Yeah, there's a right? lot of there's a nice touchstone bits that work really well that that are if I, that aren't really necessarily in the run in the comic run. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But that do that are definitely you know. That I get, like you said, it's the second yeah. draft of his of his work. The fact that he got to punch up stuff and fix it, really, really works yeah. well. Like all the Deathstroke stuff is gone. Right? Yeah, which, yeah, like, yeah. Which yeah. I I forget that that's in the book mm-hmm. sometimes. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, and like it, I, we got to give props to Brandon Vietti who directed the movie, mm-hmm. also yeah. who went on to do Young Justice stuff and everything like that. I and forgot then, about and, that. And it's Bruce Greenwood's first performance yeah. as Batman, who voices him in Young, Young Justice, Justice also. Yeah. But I think. You know, I love Conroy too, and I love like all the Batman voices. But I, I think Bruce Greenwood is so undersold as a great Batman voice. Yeah. Does that have the um? Does that have the knife flip in it in that fight? Am I thinking that fight or yeah? Where it's else? taunts where he, yeah yeah it is in that fight. Which fight? Well, there's what are you a, talking about at the end. Yeah, near the, it's the end where he's chasing him across the buildings, and then the, is that the fight I'm thinking of? Like he, uh, Nightwing, I, I guess is it Nightwing or Batman that catches his foot, and then instead of mm-hmm. instead of taking him out, he uses the knife that uh, severs his line. Is so how many? Oh yeah, not that many yeah. Blades the can, chase suite. Yeah, yeah, the chase yeah. suite. That's right. Yeah, and then that's it's a also nice bit. and then it's also got that bit with uh, that some people say they lifted from Batman versus the Hulk, that Treasury edition, uh-huh. where Batman is it Batman that leaves through the car. When they're having yeah. a fight with us, the- yeah, oh, yeah, where he leaves through the car, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they saw, they, yeah, yeah, they One saw a car at him, and he like <laughs> yeah. runs right through it. Yeah, he jumps through the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I like, yeah, but I like the bit where uh, Jason's like, uh, like he's like, I love watching you fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah where it was, it's, it's plainly acknowledged that 
Batman's a beast when he comes up against adversary or foes yeah. or whatever. One thing, yeah. I, one thing I wish they had left in from the comic is when they're fighting. I think when they're fighting, it might be when they're fighting Deathstroke, or they might be fighting the. Is it not Man Bats? Who are they fighting? That's that's Morrison's run. Who do they fight? They fight where? But there's a bit where it's a flat. It's a, it's a panel of panel flashback of when they were Batman and Robin, as opposed to where it's Batman and Red Hood. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh yeah, yeah. Where they basically yeah. call, he calls them, he gives them like the the. The, the sign or the whatever for the move they're supposed to do. And it, I, uh, I remember it, the scene. I can't remember who it is. I mean, it's been years since yeah. I've You talking about from this. the book or from the show? It's in the no, book, it's definitely. It's in the book. It's oh, in the book. Well, the book, I, I don't recall as much, but I know there's certain alluding to that where they where he breaks the guy's collarbone. Is that the No, no, no it's, it's more along the lines of like they're in the middle of a fight. Like they're basically at odds and then they both get into a situation where they need, like they have to rely on each other and it's okay. almost like them reverting back to being Batman and Robin. And Batman gives him basically what the what the shorthand is of what the next thing he wants him to do. No, I get it. I got you. Which is it's a nice bit in the comic, but I don't think it really makes. I don't remember it making it into the animated. But still. no, I did not. I know yeah. you're talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. The Amazo yeah. fights in there though. Yes. yes. So, which the moment you brought it up, Tommy, that was the first thing that jumped. For some reason, I don't know why. Like, uh-huh. there's a lot of great fights in that movie. Yeah. A lot of them. Oh yeah. But for some reason, that Amazo one jumps out at me. Mm. And also, like, what's the like? I keep having that image also of like Nightwing with like that giant staple gun. You remember? You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like pinning the, the yeah, cable the, down. Yeah, the cable down yeah. in order for it not to uh, yeah, man. go action, anywhere. The action is staged so well in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, we talked about uh, Bruce Greenwood as Batman. We talked about John DiMaggio as Joker. Mm-hmm. Other cast of note is Jensen Ackles. And mm-hmm. yeah. I believe it was his first. It's first voice work that I know of. I think so, yeah. After coming off of so. Supernatural. Okay. Uh, also, we have Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. As the cast, yes, and as yes. Nightwing. Uh, Jensen Eccles was Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Jason Isaacs. Ah. Oh, yeah. Race, yeah. right? Was he Race or was he, he was Black Mask? Was he Black Mask. He was Black Mask. He yeah, was Black Yeah. I thought it was Wade was Williams he, was Black Mask. Or Wade, and Wade Williams is there. Oh. We'll have to look that one up. Yeah. We will look that one up. Yes. But yeah. No, awesome voice work. And and like for what these movies would become, I mean, this one was a couple of years in. Yeah. Redwood was about like the third year, fourth year. Yes, very early on. Movies. But, yeah. I, but it is like the smallest cast I can think of for one of these. Like it's a really, really tight, tight story. Uh, yeah, I love it. I can't say enough good things about yeah. this one. I love that. Yeah, it's, I mean, Head and Shoulders my favorite, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, looking up more cast, Wade Williams was Black Mask. Oh, okay. All right. Gary Cole is apparently uncredited as Commissioner Gordon. Hmm. Okay. Ah, okay. And Bruce Tim as Riddler, which yep. I do not remember <laughs> right. that I, bit. I forgot about Riddler's that. in it? Yeah. He's in a, it's a flashback uh, sequence with, with Jason as a kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And Jason Isaacs as Rachel Ghoul. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. That's a great one. Awesome, yeah. My, I would say, I don't know if it's my next favorite, but Superman versus the Elite, I think, is also a really, really strong one, and I it's don't think gets the, the notoriety it deserves. This one is also interesting because this is also written by Joe Kelly, who did the book mm. that this is based off of. Okay. But in my opinion, I think the reason this doesn't get noticed as much is the animation style. Yes. I think that this one... This was like one of the first ones I can recall where they didn't try in some way to kind of ape the visual style of the book. And they just kind of went with, I don't want to say a house style because it didn't look like anything else before. Yeah. It's just it's just funny visually. It doesn't really bar, like you said, it's not, 
I, it's really hard to tie it in any kind of like you said house style. It's not really visually something that they could like say we're going to use the character models from this. It's almost yeah. like they had to create a whole cloth, and it's one of those choices that I, I as much as I love Superman vs. the Elite, and I love Action Comics seven seventy five. Which we should explain sure. as yeah. the setup for the movie Absolutely. before we get too far into it. So basically, uh, the story is that basically Superman is, is, I believe he's on patrol, and then it's one of the things where he hears of, a, of, a, of something going on in, in Japan, and then it's one of those things where this group is taking care of it, but at the same time, they've had a lot of like mass destruction in the, in the wake of them trying to take care of what's going on in Japan. And basically, you find out this new group called the Elite, which is almost, they're pretty much an analog for the authority at that point, which was a Warren Ellis book from Wildstorm, in which uh, hyper-realistic, hyper-widescreen, lots of violence, a lot of, um, I mean, I, I don't know a better way to describe it than just... Edgy. The, well, it was edgy, right. but it, it, like, was, it was all... Intentionally edgy. Intentionally so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was definitely, it was definitely one of those books that basically wanted to be, you know, show, while showing superheroes on a widescreen, it definitely wanted to show somewhat more of a hyper-realism of, them, of what it would be. Wanted to push some boundaries no, of the superhero too. stories at the time. For sure. And what we're talking about is Action Comics number 75, or 775, mm-hmm. uh, titled What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way? Right. A classic Superman story. Right. And it's one of those, again, it's one of the, I, I, it's one of my, again, if we had, when we were doing another episode, we were talking about favorite issues. It's definitely one of my favorite Superman issues. Yeah, because, too. because again, it deals with, you know, the idea of, well, is Superman outdated? Is he's not something, you know, that, that should still be you know, still be lauded is something that we should move away from. And as the elite becomes more and more extreme and challenges more of more of what Superman's about, it's a question of whether or not Superman's going to cross a line in order to be thought of as relevant as well as being able to still be Superman, still do the job. And I think, I, it's, again, it's one of those, when I, I remember hearing, like you, I think you told me when it was announced yeah. that they were doing it. And I was super excited about it because it is one of my favorite issues. It's one of my favorite Superman stories. Especially now in the fact that, you know, Superman seems to be people like, ah, Superman's passe, Superman doesn't work anymore. We need a Superman that kills. Sure. That's basically it. And that's one of those things where the, you know, that's one of the things that Superman comes up against in this, in this story, both the animated and the single issue is the idea of, can you still be a superhero? Can you still be effective and not wipe out your quote unquote enemy? And I, and I think, and I do think it's one of those, those animated that, that doesn't get the credit it should because it is a really good story. And it's really told well. I just think the style yeah. of it is the one thing that really holds it back. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it, it's a funny visual style. I don't want to say bad because I don't think it's bad at all. I actually, I like the look of that movie mm. a lot, actually. Mm. Um, but it, it, it's not it's not like a, a Phil Barassa style, and it's not a Bruce Tim style or anything like that. Just kind of its own thing, and they really don't revisit it at all. No, until. Like Gaslight, when they did Gotham by Gaslight, yeah. I think Gotham by Gaslight is probably the closest visually to it. But I like this one a lot. I actually, I may like this story more as the animated than in the issue, and I love the issue. I yeah. positively love the issue. But it's again, it's it's like it's like Winnick on Red Hood. I think he just, I think Joe Kelly did a really good job of of just kind of cleaning up his own story and running a comb through things, and given us a good second draft of, of the story with all the tr- fat trimmed out of it. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. it's one of those things where it, it definitely uses a little stuff. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't draw as much from it as in other things, where it basically steals it steals a little bit from like the Justice League versus the Elite, where you bring in Vera, because Vera's not really in that first story at right. all. It's just, no. yeah. it's just Manchester Black and the hat and you know the rest of them. 
as opposed to you know where in, in the elite it's basically it fleshes out more about what he was about and what his deal was and then what her was what her deal was and i do think it's funny that manchester black has had a not had much of a shelf life outside of those i mean supergirl yeah supergirl last season but other than that really hasn't i mean it's one of those characters that i'm surprised hasn't had more of a following because yeah. again action 775 is such a big you know a bigger single especially single issue story for superman the thing that drives me nuts about it though is is i could be wrong but i think in the movie they reveal that manchester black the union jack thing is a tattoo on his chest yeah. And, yeah. and i'm like what i'm like no that was a shirt it yeah, was a shirt oh, the whole yeah. thing. he's wearing a def leppard shirt i thought yeah. the whole time. Like, <laughs> right know? right i think yeah. in the animated they made it like a tattoo under a mesh like mm-hmm. see-through yeah. see-through yeah. like clubbing yeah. shirt gotcha yeah that's the one mm. negative for me yeah, in my opinion. Well. In an otherwise, I think, very, very solid movie that doesn't any doesn't get anywhere near the love mm. it should. Yeah. It was a t-shirt when he appeared on Supergirl. It so was. They went back to that. Oh, but the one thing I will say about the style, I think this one has one of the best opening like credits yeah. of all because it had like the, the, I was the going clash to, looking one. I was going to mention the opening yeah. that it starts off strong with a visual style that they had not done on any of the animated movies up to that point. It's one of the most I mean, stylistically daring choices they probably made for an opening was to go with a 1970s punk aesthetic mm-hmm. of the just the the roaring music, the different graphic styles flashing quickly uh, through the scene through the scenes. Um, trying to think what else it was very like. very Spider Man Homecoming looking. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, like like yeah, yeah Spider Man Homecoming, yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. And Powerpuff Girls, the current Powerpuff right. Girls yeah, yeah. 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 is, is in a similar aesthetic. It's true. Ah. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's a really, no, really, dude. really good one. Yeah. All right, so I, if I was, you know, if I if I couldn't have taken Superman vs. the Elite, which I probably would have, right? But we didn't we didn't pre-discuss this. That's fine. Sorry. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I, it's it's perfectly. There's plenty of other good ones. I would probably say for me, I think I can pick this. You probably could. Mm. I was gonna go with. Uh, was it the crisis on two earths yeah <laughs> okay that's all i was gonna name next yes yep. i mean that would be that oh would, yeah, yeah that one oh, is, man, is, is, one. is yes. way up there uh, it's it's really tough to beat oh. that one i mean you've got you know the the what is in the comics were originally the earth three super villains the the, the analogs or the yeah. the uh mm-hmm. archetypes for the justice league yeah versus the justice league and then you get to see the the you know altered earth and the whole concept and you get the pseudo Justice League Detroit, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you get the Visible Jet. Yeah, the, the, all, all that yeah, whole scene. Visible Jet was a you, nice oh, bit too. You get the evil. You get the evil Marvel family. In yes. <laughs> oh, Uncle Dudley as a, <laughs> a threat. Oh yeah. my God. Oh yeah. All that stuff. When you see the crime syndicate. You know? yes. This is the first one I think that Phil Barassa designed. Okay. Also, which so like a lot like his his style kind of changes i think as it goes on but like this is this is very much like what his young justice style looked mm-hmm. like but this lot. is isn't this the um the first story post death of um mcduffie yeah it was by the late great Dwayne mm-hmm. mcduffie yeah. Uh, yeah yeah well that explains a lot yeah <laughs> i thought doom was the first one he did after he died um, this, is, he, this he is one did, that he was a writer he did three yeah. of these movies yeah okay. he, he did, did three of these movies this is the first of the movies that of his that came out. I think yeah. Doom was the last one. Right. Yeah, I think Doom was the last one, right? Yeah. 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 So I think Doom was the one that came, came out posthumously. after. Yeah. No, okay. yeah. yeah. But what makes this even more special was it was a thrown away storyline from Justice League um, Unlimited, wasn't it? Yeah, it was supposed, yeah. To, it was supposed to bridge the gap between Unlimited, Justice League Unlimited, and then this stuff. And then yeah. apparently they didn't, either they chose a different 
art style, or they went? No, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to fill in between Starcrossed and Justice League Unlimited. Oh wow! Right, which I never caught until I had that pointed out to me, and then I started. And I'm like, oh wait a minute, okay, (laughs) right. That's what. Yeah, that's like the Watchtower getting rebuilt, and Mm -hmm. and that's like with the teleporters getting activated, and then and then and then when Batman is fighting, is it Superwoman? And he calls mm, yeah. in for backup, and it's like Aquaman. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Badass Aquaman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman right. is an ass kicker, I right? Um, yeah. But like, it made sense that that was the bridge yeah. for like the huge, huge sprawling cast because it's season like three. Because it's like Aquaman and like Black Canary. Yeah, Firestorm. 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 Yeah. Red yeah. Tornado. Red Tornado is part of that crew. Yeah. Those yeah. Nice. No, it's a really, really good one. Um, oh, I love that. James Woods is. Fantastic! He's absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorite performances in any of these movies. Yeah, the cast includes Billy Baldwin. Yep, yes, Mark Harmon as as Superman. He was a good Superman. Uh, Gina Torres as Superwoman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. James Woods as Owlman. Brian Bloom as Ultraman. Josh Keaton around all the time as Wally West. Yes, yes. Yeah, for it's one of the things when they did the DCU online when they kicked it off. Gina Torres was Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. yeah, for the voice of that, and then they've since then um, gone back and dubbed her stuff with uh, Susan Eisenberg. Oh, really? really? Yeah, <laughs> Susan Eisenberg is now like the voice throughout from for all of the DCU online. Wonder huh. Woman. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. No, I don't know what it was. One of the things Gina Torres it, is really good. She is. No, she's she's, fantastic. she's yeah. fantastic. fantastic. She's she's good too. But yeah, it's one of those. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be, you know. Uh, well, I guess in this, Gina Torres was Superwoman, and then she went on to be Wonder Woman in that. So. Okay. But, yeah, no, I, I love this one. Again, it's 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 a fairly loose adaptation of, was it Earth 2 by Grant Morrison and yeah, Frank, Frank Quitely? Frank Quitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the graphic novel. Good book. It's a good great book. book. It's a great yeah. book. Trying to reintroduce the idea again of the um, the Earth 3, the, evil crim, the crime syndicate. The crime syndicate. Yeah. After they killed the multiverse. Yes. After Crisis. <laughs> slowly, slowly teasing it back in. Yes. <laughs> so we could, we're, it's okay if we have a multiverse full of characters and ideas. Right. So. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I think what DC's going through right now. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> a little I was bit. thinking about this today. Every time they try and pare it down. Well, I mean. Within a couple of years, like, all of those ideas start making it back in. Right. Like, well, there's a lot yeah. of good ideas, and there it's are... a, it's a potential way to tell them. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one of the things where, like I said, that's it, to me, it's until DC decides to do like a JLA, JSA proper crime syndicate, anything. Yeah. Whether that's in the movies or whether through um, another animated, whether they decide to do something like that, because they haven't really done. I mean, other than outside of like Young Justice and stuff, they really haven't done anything with the movies of like the JSA. Yeah. Like I still, think, you know, if we start talking about potentials, I still think like Golden Age would be a fantastic yeah. one to do. They would yeah. never. Do that. <laughs> I know they would never do it. Yeah. James say. Robinson. Yeah, that one. That would. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, they got to get close to the bottom of the barrel before they like. I know yeah. Golden yeah. Age even comes up. I understand. <laughs> I understand. We'll I'm get just, what's his name. They've before, been doing um, these twelve years though. So. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm saying you know like, we can't we can't just do Superman, Batman, Justice League for the rest of our lives. Boom. Yeah. But what's the one where they played the owl, the bat, and... Oh, you mean the Liberty Files? Yeah, I'll, I'll see them do Liberty Files before Golden Age. <laughs> I could see that. I just know how they would do... What was it? Um, who's the artist on that? The Liberty Files or Golden mm. Age? It's not... Who's that? I remember. I, but that's, it'd be, it's, I, that's the only setback, oh, I think. Before. Liberty Files. Liberty Files was... Uh, oh, you're, making, you're making me think. 
Sorry. It's okay. That no, Robinson also? No, Robinson no, didn't that do that. Robinson. It was not Robinson. James Robinson did it. Ro- James Robinson did Golden Age. Yeah. Yes. But he did not. He did. Um, <laughs> Golden Age is so good. Yes, it is. So good. Remember I put you on that? <laughs> yes, you did. I need something I to read at lunch. Yeah. What can I possibly yeah. read? Here, Here you go. go. <laughs> what? Pull, pull out a great story out of that. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Yes, yeah. that was a good one. Uh, so engaging. So. Engaging. But like I said, I, I would love to see them try and do either. You know, there's there's virtue advice they could do the JSA Daylight crossover one with the Seven Deadly Sins. I love that one. That's a great graphic novel, right? That's a great one. But, Char- Carlos Pacheco. It's, but there's uh, no way they're doing that voice cast. That's like damn near what twenty people alone in that book. Did you find it? Uh, B. Clay Moore. Okay, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. not somebody. Yeah, it's not someone that you would normally associate yeah. with like the Justice Society or DC. Because we get the full roster of the Society and as well as the. Um, Which one is this? This, this is on your wish list. Right. Yeah, this is yeah, like yeah, I, I don't know, yeah. we, Liberty we, Files. Yeah, yeah we yeah. swerved into, into wish list, but God, I love. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love Richard Vice. Yeah. Really quick though, so I do want to say the the one thing that I uh, bothers me about Crisis is the the ending with Batman. You blinked. No, oh, the yeah. one thing. That's the one <laughs> sure. thing that, that is a bit tough for me to swallow. Sure. Other than that, yeah, yeah. Also, one like probably top five. Yeah, I would say easily is that sure. one. Yeah. Easily. Unquestionably. Oh, yeah. It's a score, too. Uh, oh, yes, yes, um, yes. I'm going to blank on the guy's name. It was the guy that did Samurai Jack, the TV show. I remember. Okay. I remember because I bought the score. It was really, really, really anyway. Gotcha. James. I couldn't even get it to yeah. Clifton's going to check it out for us. James, oh. James L. Venable. Thank you. James yes. L. Venable yeah. did terrific, the score. James score. I didn't know he James James knows his name. Yeah, it's the only one he did, and it's one of those that I'm like, why? Him and, with him. him and the guy that did New Frontier. That's what both only too. did one, and That's both of those I'm like, why don't these guys come back? They're really like New Frontier is a terrific. Did you say it was B. Claymore? Was as writer. Liberty Files? I, that's what I found. I have... But I'm not... There were several different takes on... Or several right, so different the, versions. The very first one I have is, is Jason of Liberty Files. This is what I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember the name. It was Dan Jolly. Okay. And okay. then Tony Harris. Tony Harris was... Oh, there. yeah. Tony the, Harris. I can't picture that art. Yeah. Right. That's the one I was thinking <laughs> it might be a little difficult to, have, to adapt or find a style for that would work. But almost looks cartoonish. A little bit, but it's also a lot of... He uses a lot of, like, heavy, uh, heavy blacks, so I don't know if yeah. that would work. The shading would be awful. Yeah. So I don't know if that would work we or not. want to stay with... Wish list really quick, or do we want Clifton to get? No, like, <laughs> like I know, yeah, 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 yeah. Easy tangent. Let's have a turn, yeah. and then we'll we'll come back to this. You already segued into mine anyway. Okay. So, okay. So there you go. <laughs> Justice League: New Frontier. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Came out in 2008. Was the second DC animated yep. movie they did after Superman: Doomsday, based on the Darwin Cook Maxi series, like. Mm-hmm. Was it how many issues? Twelve issues? No, 12, it was only no, six. It's only six. Six, six, deluxe, six, six, six deluxe. Six issues. deluxe issues. So six thick issues, mm. uh, all written and drawn by Darwin Cook. And again, it was another case of Darwin Cook having some involvement, as he does. He did have connection to the to the animated films, to WB Animation. Mm. Uh, it was directed by Dave Bullock, uh, written by Stan Berkowitz, with additional material. It says by Darwin Cook. Mm. Yeah, based on DC New Frontier by Darwin Cook. Uh, once again, it's just a great adaptation of great material. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Love letter to the DC Silver Age. Definitely. Uh, how else would you all describe that? Yeah. I, I like the tone of it. Yeah, that. Uh, it's optimistic. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Very, very optimistic, but 
has a has a darkness to it yeah. also with with uh, the bad guy. Well, so yeah, to me, it felt very pulpy, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I mean, the score for me, like I said, does you know a lot of that ambience and, and mm-hmm. atmosphere. Clifton, can you look him up? Too? Kevin, uh, Kevin something. Kevin Manthey. Yeah. Oh my God. It's or Manthey. Such a, such I'm a not terrific sure. score. But like well acted, also. Yeah. Um, David Boreanaz is Hal mm-hmm. in this yeah. one, and this is Neil Patrick Harris is Barry, Barry. right? Uh, Lucy Lawless is Wonder Woman, and, yeah, uh, and yeah. Miguel, the uh, late Miguel Ferrer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferrer, as, as uh, Ferrer, sorry, as um, Martian Manhunter. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. he kept it on wonderfully. Kyle McLaughlin, Kira oh, Sedgwick. Yeah. Oh man, he's a great Superman. Kyle yeah. McLaughlin, Brooke Shields, yeah, Jeremy yeah. Sisto, yeah. and Keith yeah. David. Batman, yeah, who was Keith David as? The Aquaman. Doctor. Was it really? No. no yeah. I thought it was. I'll find that out in a moment. As the King of Atlantis. The center. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, I think I, I, I love New Frontier. I love the book. I think it was, you know, I, I it's a great story. It's a great adaptation of a story. I think the biggest thing about it at the time, as we talked about then, was they just didn't, it should have been two, two movies. Yeah. They just didn't have enough to let it, it wasn't enough room for them to let it breathe and stuff. They no, got cut. Not at all. Didn't need to be cut. From it, it needed to be like needed to be like the scene with the losers needs to be in there. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally obliterated. Dinosaur <laughs> Island. Yeah. Yes. The losers is, is is a tough one to lose. Oh. All the John Henry stuff. All the tough, John Henry stuff is, is tough to lose. Tough stuff to lose. Yeah. It, it's one of those that like so when they so Superman Doomsday was the first one they did and then this past year they did mm-hmm. Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman as a two part movie. I hope. Maybe sure. somewhere down the line, maybe we get New Frontiers a two-parter. Can I revisit it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think they should. I mean, they not that there's anything no. wrong with this version. This version is terrific. No, it's great. Really yeah, but it needs to be fleshed really out more. Is, but if you could have gotten some of the stuff in there that you dropped for time, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason it was dropped is for time. It's not like it doesn't work. Right. Or it's not, you know. Oh, no, like, no. I mean, it's, it's I, you know, I mean, obviously, whatever, what the stuff that they chose to keep in is, is worthy stuff. It's just one of those things where there are, there are moments, like, you don't get the challengers. You know, there's yeah, stuff. You know, there's yeah. stuff like exactly. again. The losers for me is one of those scenes where I'm just like, it's just such a beautiful scene. But Wildcat, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. But All actually, we might not never get it, only because isn't DC entering a new era again? This will by bringing up something else that envisions another era. We might not get it. Well, I mean, it's rumor heavy. The idea that I mean, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but the rumor heavy is at DC is since they announced these four these four generations for. Uh, for DC, we'll go, we'll swerve away real quick. The idea that they've had these four generations to try and explain the timeline, their current explanation of how the timeline works at DC. Um, I guess is they've you know they've re-explained what the future is. Mm-hmm. Now they're basically showing well now this is the, what the four generations. Anyway, long story short is there's rumors that they're going to bump up Jonathan Kent's role into being Superman. Okay. There's also rumors that they're going to uh, replace Wonder Woman <coughs> as Good. well as. As well as the fact that there was the, the earliest rumor that I heard was the idea that they're going to re, re, uh, replace Batman or Bruce Wayne with Luke Fox, Lucius, Lucius's son. Right. So that's the rumors that we're going to, the big three are going to be new for the first time in forever. And that's going to be right. kick off this new At gen- the same time, also. Like new, all, right. all, like, all the same all, time. All the same right. Moment. Right. right. New, they're basically going to have a new trinity of, of the same characters, which is fine. I don't have an issue with the idea of, of them doing something legacy wise. It's just one of those things where I almost think that they should they should do it. Almost ultimate like, like the ultimate universe. Gradually, universe of DC. That'd be you know 
And again, because again, everyone would wait for them to team up with the, with the quote unquote regular sure. heroes, but it's just an idea. But again, it's one of those um, rumors where they're 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 talking about that sort of thing. So again, I agree with you. I don't know if we'll ever get it because of the fact that you know we're starting to step into a new era or new generation of what Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, etc. are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see if that keeps. Yeah, of course. But I mean, that's, <laughs> you know that's, I mean, right? That's today. <laughs> I know. No, cool. Like, no, I know, totally agree. That I like Luke Fox as a character. I think I think the character's got a lot of potential. I think yeah. that's cool. It seems very what Marvel did. Like 2015, 2016 with Thor and Captain America. There was a yeah. time where, like, they just kind of like, like, which we had always said, like, what DC does better than Marvel of until course. that point was legacy characters, <laughs> Absolutely. right? Like, well, like, I mean, you, you know, you have to look. You go back to look at what Julie Schwartz did in, in the '60s with the showcase and bringing in Barry and Hal, and yeah. you know, we sort of fudge with Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman because they were around forever, but everybody else was was new versions of the characters with different names and. Sometimes different powers, yeah. like you know, the obviously uh, Ray Palmer is not Al Pratt, you yeah. know, for the Atom. Those are the it's the Atom in name, but they're two right. different power sets, or they're two yeah. different things that they do. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'll check. I'm going to check it all out. Sure, but, you know. So, but like like we said though, like we think these DC does did at the time legacy stuff better. Now almost Marvel. For a while, kind of yeah. embracing it more yeah. than DC is for a well, long time. Well, I mean, time. you but... could argue for a while that Marvel's Marvel was doing legacy characters with with uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America, and with uh, Goddess Jane, of Thunder. Yeah, yeah, Jane Foster, Thor, and um, Iron High, Iron Man. Man. Yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, Ant Man, Ant Man. Well, they were doing that, and then even though they went through, you could argue that they went through their own crisis when they did Secret Wars again with yeah. Ant Man. Yeah. yeah, that they had their own version of the crisis because it is very much. Yeah, you know, Miles replacing Peter. Uh, oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff too. So, but anyway, so we should talk about. But yeah. tying it back to animation, yeah. it, would be, back to animation yeah. it would be a little while before <laughs> the animated stuff caught up with whatever they're doing in the yes, comics. Yes, because well, they're years into production on other stuff based right. on what's currently or previously in comics. Right. So, what would we want for if we had a, if should we talk more about what we like or should we talk more about wish lists? I mean, so I have another one that I like, and that's the Dark Knight Returns. Okay, yeah. Uh, Do you like that? I thought you didn't like that. No, no, no. I like that one a lot. Uh, I I think part one is so this is this is uh the first of the two part movies that they did. So they did if you know the book, and if you don't, you should read the book because it's awesome. Mm. Stop right now and read the book. (laughs) Read the book. Um, Come back. But the first movie is essentially like the first two issues of the four issues, and then second half is issues three and four. Yeah. So I think. Movie-wise, if I'm looking at them as two separate things, I think part one is a little bit stronger than part two, just slightly, just slightly stronger. But as a whole, I think it's fantastic. I and, and one of the things that I am really impressed with. So this was a, this was adapted by Bob Good, Goodman, who was Batman the animated series alum and Superman the animated series alum. So he got this script and he did both parts. And what fascinates me is that they there's no voiceover in this movie. Because I think some of the most iconic stuff in Dark Knight Returns, the book, is the thought box captions of, you know, there's seven working defenses from this, you know. The rain of my chest is baptism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm really impressed that they, that they did the movie without that. I'm kind of right? glad they did, to be quite honest. No, I, and I, th- I think it doesn't need it. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. doesn't. But... You know, I've always wondered: is there a version of this script floating around that has that stuff in there? Yeah, well, you remember, know? but it had it had it in um, 
what was it Tales in the Dark Knight for the animated series Legend of the Dark Knight Legend of the Legend Dark Knight yeah. yeah where they where they do it formatically just like uh, you envisioned with the um him talking his thoughts yeah. out loud things of that nature with Michael Ironside oh, yeah, his exactly. voice is so yes. good yes yes and just that brief little brief brief little bit with Carrie Kelly yeah yeah so that's yeah that's a good episode too. yeah it is just for that it I mean is, it's yeah. held up like exclusively for that piece sorry mm-hmm. Dick Sprang yeah, that part's cool too. But yeah, but, but, yeah. Michael McKean is the yeah. Joker. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it's yes. pretty awesome. Yeah, forgot he was the Joker. Yeah. we're getting sidetracked though. But yeah, <laughs> no, I think I think this, Michael McKean is in Dark Knight too. He's the psychiatrist yeah, and all the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And RoboCop is Batman. Peter Weller. Peter Weller, Peter Peter Weller is Batman. Yeah, Peter which Weller. is Ariel Winter mm-hmm. is yeah. Carrie Kelly. Kelly from Modern Family. Yeah, yeah. No, I just think. A fun score they played with it they did a lot of like 80s like synth sounding stuff mm-hmm. this is like one of the first ones that i can think of too that was like overtly like color scripted mm. so like what i mean by that is essentially like they they took the scenes and they and they crafted the color palette uh to kind of reflect a little bit more mood and this is one of the more like if it's not the first one that they did because i don't think it's the first time that they did it, but it's like one of the more like stylized ones where they played around with it if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I mean, you look at what Lynn Varnley did the, the, the colors originally, right? Yeah. Because it's Klaus, Johnson, and, and uh, Frank. Frank. Yeah. And then... Um, Lynn Varnley. Lynn Var- yeah. Colors. Yeah, did the colors. So it's one of the things where, you, you know, you look at that, it's a lot of, you know, it looks like it's in some places it's watercolors, in some places it's, you know, it looks like it's painted. In some, I mean, it's, that's one of the things about that book that I think the other sequels and stuff, other than the story is not being as good suffers from is the right. fact that the colors aren't nearly as as good as in the first one because some of because some of those some of those shots of batman like on horseback and batman leaving out of the tank to fight the mutant leader and yeah some yeah. of those are just gorgeous i mean they're i mean they become more iconic shots of batman than you know in the last when you think about what it was 86 when yeah, dark knight 86. came out 86 yeah. yes wow <laughs> so you think right? it's been a while. So you're thinking yeah. almost a 40 year old book. Like a lot of those shots are just iconic shots of Batman that we did. You know that again are just gorgeous from that Damn, time as well as back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't consider it being that old. And, and this is this is a pretty darn uh, strict adaptation, but at the same time, like does leave some stuff out. Mm-hmm. And I think those are all good decisions. So you know, we'll get into maybe some of the other ones that were more strict, almost like page for page. Like year one, yeah, like year one, like year one is is the is the book. I'll say to a fault, you know what I mean. And no, year one, year one is my absolute favorite comic book of all time. Yeah, no, but it doesn't. Uh, but there's it doesn't something resonate. about the movie where it it's like it, it, it's the book top to bottom with nothing added, nothing taken away, yeah. and there's just something. I don't know if it's just like the pacing in some scenes is different like it's like slower. you know like frank like we talk about like uh, uh the fire escape scene mm-hmm. we're like there's something about the fire escape scene that makes us like we like we read this differently i think then it, it plays out i think it's it, it's it might be direction because i think it's yeah. one of those things where i think the whoever was i don't know who directed so I, that one was one? co-directed so <laughs> year one, one, year one yeah so mm-hmm. year one was lauren montgomery and sam lou okay. together i just yeah. think it's, it's like it's one of those things where the the it's not I don't know if it's just the, the whoever was directing that scene had a different inter- interpretation than the way like the way I read it. Yeah. Because again, it's one of those things where it's just it's some that's like it's a subjective. Because it's, it's I think, but I think when you're directing voice actors and actors in general, it's one of those things where that's one of my not to get off track and not away from animation. To segue quickly to 
Watchmen the movie, for example. Right. Like there are scenes in Watchmen that I'm like, I have a totally different read on that scene yeah. than, than the actors do. Yeah. And I and it can't be this that just the actors take. It's got to be whoever. It's got to be Snyder from directing them. Sure. But I think in the same way, much of the animated series, the animated uh, movie stuff, it's the same thing where you get people. I think it's just the you know, either it was the take that they liked or the direction was different or. But I, I think I think it's just one of those things where it might it might just be subjective because comics are so subjective to begin with. Yeah, it could be, and I think I think that there may be something too with the with the art in there as well. One of the is just that Mazzucchelli is just like is has such a different sensibility than what Frank was doing, and I think Frank it, it's it's played a lot looser, mm-hmm. and so I think it's 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 way more up for interpretation than I think Mazzucchelli's could can be. be, which I think Mazzucchelli's plays more. I don't want to say cinematic, but. Yeah, well, still, well, but, <laughs> you know? but again, I think I think a lot of like I think a lot of what you can argue with Mazzucchelli also comes down to I don't know if Mazzucchelli who I'd have to look because I think a lot of the again the color choices in Year One are way different than the yeah. ones that are in in Dark Knight and again that that helps that yeah. tone too. You get a lot more of you know it's almost it's almost Superman for all seasons. I think Year One is yeah. without meaning like with I don't know if, if it's I mean it's probably purposeful from the Frank the way Frank wrote it. But it's one of those things where you can see because again, it starts off where it's like sweltering when he first gets there. Yeah. And then, but you know, it, it, or I believe correctly, where he's you know he's on the 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 plane and then Gordon's on the boat. Is that what it is? I forget. When they first Gordon's come on in. a train. That's what it is. And Bruce is on a plane. Plane. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of those things where the different. I mean, you can see, like you can tell it seasonally moves through the yeah. story as opposed to just being set. But the color, like I said, the color palette that's used in year one is, is, a, is a totally different thing to wait in. Yeah. Dark Knight is set up. Yeah, one that they didn't really, I, I don't think, stuck to as well. No. With, with like, there's a couple of choices in year one that I think of, and it's it's brown. It's a very brown <laughs> book. Sure it and is. The occasion, with the, the exception of a couple of, selena stuff on the street and oh, it's a little bit neon and, and, yeah and 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 the scene with skeevers and stuff like that and where it's like it's very purple and pink and yeah and a lot of neon stuff like that but i think but like the movie does i, I don't think they played a, if they didn't play with color scripting and and, and air quote lighting mm-hmm. i'll say like like maybe as much as they should have i awesome. thought with that one and again it's not a bad movie it's not at all i mean it's the book like i said top to bottom which is a great book. Didn't we see that? There's just something about it. Didn't you and I and Cliff? Is that the one we saw in New York? Did we watch all that in New York, or would you see the Catwoman short in New York? The Catwoman short. Is that what they yeah. premiered year one at San Diego oh, okay. earlier that was, year? Right. Yeah, that's right. That's where we got the Catwoman short because right because they didn't want to fluff anything with year one, and it came up short, and they wanted to give fans something else. Right. That's where we got the the Catwoman showcase. That's right. Before I forget that, I did want to give. I did want to say that one of my favorite things about Dark Knight Returns as an animated. I think Michael Emerson's fantastic as a Joker. Yeah, I think he's yeah, really, yeah. really good. Yeah, he's you know, great. I think it's a very understated, yeah. especially for the way he's portrayed for most of like his appearance until he finally kicks back in once he knows Batman's active again. Yeah, I think he's fantastic as a Joker. I think he does a really, really good job. Another yeah. MVP in in Dark Knight Returns is Christopher Drake, mm. who we mentioned in yeah. the music before. Christopher Drake was the composer on this one, okay. did the score, who has done a lot of the DC universe scores and he's always good but on this one he really stretched himself to commit to the aesthetic they were going for which was the 1985 (laughs) sci-fi style like you know robocop like blade Mm -hmm. runner like all the mid-80s great sci-fi classics he 
went for a synth, like a synthesizer-based score. And I believe they told us that it was a panel, I think it was New York Comic Con panel, that he only used instruments or tried to only use instruments that existed mm. in 1985 <laughs> yeah, really cool. to recreate that style as authentically as he could. So it was another case of where uh, they committed to an aesthetic and, and really nailed it this time. Yeah. Never seen it all in one shot i know that they did do that two disc like mm. like you know all is one movie right so i don't know how well it flows because i've always watched them separately true but yeah i've always wanted to check it out and see how it, how it looked i hope they do more two two part movies though i like that it gives them a little bit more elbow room yeah to, I, th- to, I think you get a lot of you know you get a fair amount of um little moments there yeah. i remember when um it was not the last time i saw him but the time before i think it was last baltimore comic-con speaking with Tomasi about Superman, mm. about the death of Superman, and the fact that one of the things he, you know, is everyone, I don't know if we've all seen it or not, but I'll ruin it anyway. Does Superman die? He right? does. He does. <laughs> okay. and, the, and, the, right. and the Titanic hits an iceberg, just to oh, let you know. God. But um, he, we, we, we were just talking about, he's like, you know, we, he was like, how did you like it compared to the original, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you know, we were talking and he said that the main thing that, one of the things that he wanted to keep in there, that he had to fight to keep in there was the part with Bibbo saying the prayer oh yeah oh boy yeah good <laughs> i'm happy he won that fight. yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's like because he's like, he's like, he, he's, he was teasing me, like we were talking i said you know my, one of my biggest things about that was i was i was it was cool to see not that i didn't want to see the dematis giffen league right. go up against right. doomsday but having the quote-unquote you know original or main league try to go against doomsday made it that the stakes that much bigger because they have a different power set they're much more powerful than the giffen dematis league yeah he said, he's like, but he said, yeah, the one thing that they wanted me to cut was the Bibbo stuff. They didn't think it, they didn't want it in there. They didn't think it worked. And I, he's like, I fought and fought and fought. And they finally acquiesced and gave it to me. But I'm like, that's a, I said, that's a tremendous part of that it movie. Is. Why would you? He's like, I don't know. He's like, they just didn't want it. Well, I mean, and they left it in. Thank goodness. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, thank goodness he, he, he won that creative battle. But because, I mean, that's one of my favorite moments ever mm-hmm. from, oh, it's the great. Superman, from the death of Superman it's stuff. A, yep. Uh, yeah, I think I think the big problem with that movie, in my opinion, though, is I wish that they didn't try and put it in that new Fifty Two shared no, Justice I, League. Sure. Right? Like I, I I don't know why they didn't just do it as its own standalone thing. Yeah, I agree with you there. It should have been its own thing. It shouldn't have to have been reliant on was it War and yeah. Throne of Atlantis and all that stuff. No, I don't think it needs to be part yeah. of that at all. Like but. I mean, it, it's it's a stupid nitpicky thing, but it drives me nuts mm-hmm. that. Because they went with a new Fifty Two costume, which yeah. I hate. Sure, I absolutely hate the new Fifty Two Superman costume. I don't but, like Superman's onesie either. Right, but in that costume, though, the em- the Superman emblem on the back of the cape is black. Mm. Right, right. Instead of the gold one, sure. and like, and that's like one of the most iconic covers ever. Is the cape just sitting on 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 the wooden stake, like flapping yeah. in the wind and stuff like that? And I'm just like, you didn't like like the most important visual I think <laughs> in this entire piece doesn't get. Yeah. Doesn't stick the landing for that because they got they have to shoehorn they have to shoehorn the <laughs> stupid costume that, <laughs> that they've already they're already right. wa- they've already walked back yeah yeah I agree yeah, with you. yeah yeah it's true yeah and um, by the time I, I think maybe by the time it came out they yeah they <laughs> wasn't already, wearing that in the books anymore no they had to reverse yeah. it and say we made a mistake well without saying a mistake they reversed it so. yeah no I agree with you it, it it should have been its own thing and not been tied to what they were doing in the rest of the animated yeah. stuff totally agree there. Is that the one Tomasi wrote? He wrote the that one only. He wrote he that one only. He didn't write the, second, he didn't write the okay. second one. No, no. Okay. 
So I guess we've kind of gone into a little bit of the ones that, you know, we like <laughs> now, but have yeah. some issues or, right. or we just outright don't like. Cool. Well, I mean. Can I say something real quick? Sure. Yeah. mention. Yeah. I was going to say um, I liked Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Oh, that's a great one, too. Just, yeah. The fight scenes alone. That's the strongest we've ever had. Big Barter. Right. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and, uh, that and fight with the female it's Furies is, yeah. is a, yeah. oh, it's such a good fight. Yeah. <laughs> as far as fight scenes go, I mean, hell. How many times do we see um, That's a good one too. the Kent uh, family farm get obliterated? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, on every hour, the dark side's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, one, and, one of the more successful, like visual styles, matching the artist too. Yeah, yeah. Mike, think, Michael Turner's art. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it's that one. Yep. And then um, Hell to Pay, uh, as far as no. Marvel Hell, Hell to Pay is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Hard. It's 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 not adapted from any book, and I like right. the use of. Uh, like with her B-list characters that we don't see animated at all. Right. Yeah. I mean, it borrows a lot. From, no, I mean, it does borrow a lot from um, previous Suicide Squad and Su- like Ostrander Suicide Squad. Yeah. It borrows from. Yeah. And it definitely borrows from Gail Simone's Secret Six for yeah. sure. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But yeah, not, it's not next. It's the. I mean, if we're if you're gonna say it's based on anything, it's definitely based on um, the Secret Six storyline where the the six find out that there's a uh, basically a get out of free card, uh, get out of hell free card. card. Yeah. And they have to someone. They, they basically try to get it, so it's based on that the most. But it does borrow a lot from Ostrander too, as yeah, as, I mean, as anyone should if you're doing Suicide Squad. Huge surprise because I was not looking forward to that one at all. And, yeah, and, and I yeah. love Suicide Squad, so it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that like oh, it's not Batman or it's not Superman, and I'm not into it. It was, right. but it was. Just, there was something about it. I was like, I, I just didn't have a whole lot of faith in, in that it was going to be good. And then Tommy kept. Like, have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? Have you watched it yet? And just just because I know our own tastes, mm-hmm. the fact that he kept asking me about it right. made me feel like, okay, there's probably something to this. It's probably a decent one. And I watched it. And then, and then I remember I texted you right after. Yeah, I'm like, did. okay, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. one of the good ones, yeah. yeah. I would say the, the only other honorable mention I have is one that's a more recent would have to be the Batman 66, the Adam West Two-Face. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Which... Yeah. I thought top to bottom was pretty great. Yeah, you know, how the, great is Shatner in that? Shatner right? is really good terrific in that. In that. Yeah. You know, I thought yeah, when I heard like, him announced at the beginning, I thought, well, maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll show up and maybe he'll phone it in and maybe he won't really care. But no, he no, he, he genuinely, you know, it's one of those in retrospect in '66 if Shatner had been they had had Harvey Dent on the the, yeah. the '66 Batman show, I could actually see Shatner being an amazingly yeah. good Two Face. So yeah, he's great at it. God, I, I so wish that we could could have gotten a third one of those. Yeah, no, I totally yeah. agree. Passed away. But even like yeah. even, even the fight at the end is so uncommonly a Batman Adam West fight. It's yeah. very, it's an actual like fight between Batman and Two Face, yeah. and it really does come off as you know legitimate as opposed to like just the big sound effects in the air. Yeah, those are good ones. So I'm going to lightning round a couple of honorable mentions also that I think are are super super good okay. and. I'm going to say the Wonder Woman movie. That was, yeah. that was the fourth one that they did that yeah. Gail Simone did the script for. That's a great one. Uh, and and Carrie Russell. And, and yeah. Laura Montgomery directed. I think that one is terrific. Uh, I, I really wished that the Wonder Woman Bloodlines, that's the next one coming out, mm. is uh, I really wish that that was a sequel to this one. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think it is. Uh, it not from what I've heard. Uh, yeah, because the end of Wonder Woman, you get that nice little tease with Cheetah, right? Yeah. 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 You get the yeah, you get it at the end. So I'll say that one. Also Wonder Woman is a great one. I, we're getting kind of in like the B plus range at this point, but oh, I think definitely. I think Assault on Arkham is, 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 is a fun one yeah, too. It's, it's strong. 
And I will say, I'll say Gotham by Gaslight. I was really surprised by God. Gotham by yeah. Gaslight's an interesting one, whereas I, I don't think anybody remembers the story. No. <laughs> Outside of just the plot. Yeah. You know, right. it's just, just Batman versus Jack the Ripper, and that's it. Yeah. That's it, like, yeah. And, and, and what I liked about that one is I that they had room to kind of play around with it. Yeah. So those are my, uh, I don't think I'm blanking on any other ones. So, okay, so which, which are the ones that we think don't nail that you can well, stay gonna, away from. I'm going right. to give lightning rounds some good ones. Okay, I'm yeah, giving my lightning rounds to the showcases, which were the short film, which were the short films that they would do and attach to some of their other releases. So, I mean, some of my favorites are that are the specter uh, they did, which was oh yeah, uh, done very much like a like a 70s horror comic. Yeah, uh, there was also the Green Arrow, which was directed by Weissman, right? Uh, written, by written, written by Greg Weissman. Yes. Joaquin Dos Santos, I think, directed uh, yeah. all of those. Yeah. And Joaquin Dos Santos is a great director. Yeah. yeah his action yeah, is his action is terrific all yeah. the time. All the time. <laughs> I need more. And then <laughs> uh, Superman Shazam, uh, the Return of Black yeah, Adam. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, that one is another yeah. excellent one. <laughs> that was so nice. Which features Zach Collison as Billy Batson. I just learned looking at. Really? This, yeah, Steven. Oh, really? Steven. Steven yeah. Universe. That's Billy Batson, which is actually retroactively perfect casting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Speaking of, I just finished season one, Tommy, so we'll, we'll offline that. <laughs> <laughs> but, that is, but that is a good one. I like that one a yeah, lot, too. Yeah, it is. But so, yeah, they did collect and put out the the showcases as individual yeah. in, in one collected edition. That was nice. I forgot uh, those, those are some of my favorites, and they're quick watches. And more coming out. And they it's have like restarted the program. Yeah, they they They're going yeah. back to it again? Yeah. Yeah, so Hush, they need to. Hush had uh, the first one, which was Sergeant Rock. You're right. Oh, yeah. You're right. And the Jam DeMattis is doing a bunch of these. Mm-hmm. I don't... Not Sergeant Rock. He's doing Death, which is the next one that's coming out right. of Wonder Woman. We're getting that version of, um, what you call it? Uh, not Morrison. Uh, what's his name? Neil Gaiman. Gaiman's version of From Death. From Sandman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Yeah, they're doing Sergeant Rock, Death... Phantom Stranger, Adam Strange. Really? And then the the long one, kind of like the Superman Shazam one, is like going to be like Death in the Family of Batman. Oh, is yeah. it really? Okay. Yeah. Really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I've only seen the Sergeant Rock one, which I, is fun. It is, I didn't it watch is a fun I didn't, I haven't seen it. It is a fun I've movie. seen it. I liked parts of it. Right, <laughs> not to ruin it for anyone, right. but it's one of those that could have. It's it's got some good ideas in it. I thought I felt like it could have been a little bit longer. It definitely was stuff that just got, in some cases, got jammed together. Didn't quite work for me. Okay. Okay. okay I'm going to do one more. Sorry. One, <laughs> more, one more honorable mention. Okay. And then we'll go on to the, to, to the ones that kind of fall a little flat. Uh, so I'm going to say Justice League Emerald Knights, which was the the sh- like the shorts. Yeah. Like the, like the, the, the different chapter. Yeah. Uh, Green Lantern. Lantern. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it was yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. so not all of these are great. <laughs> But I want, I want to point this one out because Roddy Piper plays Bullfunga. Yeah. Plays one of the yeah. Alan Moore adaptations. Yeah. And I, I think that one is like my favorite one out of there. I, is um, that Mogo doesn't socialize? Yeah. 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 That one is so much fun. Um, <laughs> right. The other Alan Moore story that they adapted, I think, is trash on that piece. Though. Okay. Which, but it's great in the comics. Tigers. Yeah, no, the book oh, is no, awesome. Great, yeah, yeah great, the Alan yeah. Moore story is terrific. You will never hear me say anything bad about that. But they adapted Tigers hmm, um, yeah. for the story. And 
this was like post Blackest Night or Blackest Night was about to start up and okay. it, was, and it was, was going there was strong. Some, there were some retcons right. that they did in the comics to that story. To include Atrocitus yeah, retroactively. They did in the in in the animated that I, right. that I was like heartbroken that they didn't just do tigers. <laughs> right, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. All right. So that's a good segue to like the ones that like so does everyone want to do like one that we think fell flat oh my God. completely? The if you can narrow it down to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, quick, so, who wants to start first on that one? Anybody got one in the chamber to go? Because I'm definitely looking them up right now as far as um I'll 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 go. I'll oh, say that's fine. All of the Justice League ones that are in the <laughs> <laughs> but, but most specifically I'm gonna say Judas Contract. Which was also like, hang on, I'm conflating two of them. They did, yeah. they did a Justice League versus Teen Titans one. There it is, right? Yeah, that one okay. I thought really fell flat. But then they did Judas Contract, which like they changed so much of it that I was like, what's the point? Yeah, right. why yeah, are you I doing agree. this? <laughs> right. I would go with if it was me. I mean, if we we're just using one, I'd probably go with Emerald. Is it Emerald Nights? No. What's the one no. that? What's the one that where there? It's but it was right around Green Lantern. First Flight. You're thinking First, first Flight. flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really think First Flight worked all that well. Okay. I don't remember exactly. It was something to do with the relationship between Hal and Sinestro. I don't think really works in that no. in that yeah, very much. And it's one of those choices of kind of like they just sort of cram stuff together. Like we didn't. I don't think it really needed to. I mean, I understand that. Sinestro might be the end-all, be-all villain for Green Lantern to some people, right. but I just felt like it didn't. You know, sometimes with like with the with the live action stuff, it seemed like it was kind of redundant after they had just done or were about to do the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds. That you're going to have the same relationship. And Taika Waititi. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone forgets he right. was in it. He was in. It? <laughs> he was the like the nerdy <laughs> best friend. <laughs> yeah, that was Taika. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. But <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. yeah, he, 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 he turned out already. Right. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Story ends well. He's got. He's yeah, made, he bounces he's, back. He's, he's made better stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I remember it was one of those we watched it all together, and I didn't, I didn't pay for it. Someone else paid for it. Yeah. Right. So. <laughs> even even be able to watch like I remember at the time I think I made the joke like even watching it for free I didn't really enjoy it. right <laughs> which you know I don't want to crap on people's work but at the same time it just yeah, didn't work for me no, very well I can crap on one particular one I'm thinking of right now all right what's well, that one? hang on but I so the reason I I'm with you we've talked about this one a lot mm. Frank but yeah I think the fact that they try and cram it into like a, a day yeah because yes. they because they, they looked at it like training day very much and so I was like okay it's not a bad idea no but. Hal becomes a Green Lantern and Sinestro makes his heel turn like all in the same day. <laughs> right, 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 right. Bit, yeah. That's what, yeah. much. I think no. that's what that's what really makes it fail for me. That's what it but is. But the reason that that I, I'm not putting it on my like it doesn't work is is Victor Garber's so freaking good as Sinestro in that well, movie. Well, I mean, he's good most um, things, so. and it does have a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. It, like, like it's not. They don't make the movie, but it does have some good scenes in there. I'll say there's an interrogation mm-hmm. scene with Kanjar that, that, I, that I enjoy a <laughs> sure. lot. I think is a really cool. Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Kanjar Row, and I think Kanjar should love him. He should be in yeah. more stuff. <laughs> he's always the secondary villain. He's always a secondary villain to the yeah. Green Lantern Corps. 
Well, I mean, to me, it's a lot. To yes. me, like atomic well, skull. Yeah. Remember that weird point where like atomic skull was like, yes. what, what, well, okay, was was the can, patsy for everything? For everything. Can, can Road is the Green Lantern Corps what the Royal Flesh Gang is to the Justice League? Yes. How many, how many yes. openings yeah. have we seen with Justice League movies where it's like we're gonna kick the crap out of the Royal Flesh Gang and yeah. then move on to whatever the big, the main villain but is? Yes, yeah. yes. But we need the, a team. Yeah. yeah, we need a team. Because yeah. yeah. there's no other teams. Gotta, there's no other villain right? teams within. The other guys have to be fighting somebody while Batman's figuring out how to really stop them all. Right. Yeah. Of course, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. First flight. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not going to argue much with you on that one. I just, okay. I just wanted to point out yeah, that Garber's great. You, you, in it. You, yeah, no, is. no. But you nailed what it was. It was. It was basically within a day he switches. Day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Throws it all away for yeah. you know for. And whatever. another nitpicky thing we said is that is that the the lantern battery. Uh-huh. We're like, why has it got yellow on it? That's right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> We're yeah, like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. No, it's stupid. Yeah, because right. Because right, at that point, it's like it's not. It's it's before rebirth. Yeah. Way before. It's not all green. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. It makes no sense. Right. <laughs> Why would you do that? Not. Right. Okay. To me, the bottom of the barrel, which I think is unwatchable, is Justice League Throne of Atlantis. I can't even finish that, man. <laughs> Jeez. That's so much a turd. <laughs> Jeez. I, I've tried. I, and then I get mad. Yeah. Oh wow! Each scene. Oh my gosh! It's like, why did y'all do this? It, it, oh. They have action scenes where stuff blows up underwater. Underwater. Ca- yeah. Catches fire. <laughs> catches fire. <laughs> catches fire underwater. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Okay. So we just, watch you like burning underwater. Like, underwater. Just an open flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is it is it kind of like the scenes in GI Joe where the ice falls? Yes. In the water? Yes. In the water. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes so terrible so yeah, I can't yeah. tell you the plot because I've never made it I only watched it one time and you it, finished mean, it? yeah I've, I've seen once. it once as well yeah I mean my only thing about those like that and, and Justice League War before it yes. they feel I mean they just didn't feel like it was something they necessarily wanted to do I feel like it was <laughs> it something that was pushed upon them and I, I have no yeah. idea if that's true or not no, it it's shows. just well it I, just it comes across like it was what was going on in the comics a little bit before so they were doing yeah. such a hard push to New 52 in the comics yeah. and then it shows up in the animation and just makes you feel like there was a directive that was not necessarily yeah. the WB animation's choice in doing it and and I'll, I'll stick up so this is also when when james tucker was taken over and bruce tim wasn't doing these right. anymore so I'm, i'll defend james tucker who i like a lot i love brave and the bold sure. i absolutely love brave and, the bold. and he was the, the producer showrunner uh, of, of that but well what, what i'll stick up for him as far as like these movies go so this mm-hmm. was like their attempt to just kind of do like all the movies were in like a shared universe yes deal. and what Marvel has shown us is that like shared universe stuff, what makes it work is the small details having cohesion. Right. Mm -hmm. And what the hardest part, what I think for Tucker, and I think I've read him, I've read interviews where he says this, it's kind of hard to lay pipe in these movies for what's going to come later when you haven't gotten approval for the movies that you're going to make after the fact. You know what I mean? Right. So like so he ma- they're making war and they're and they can only lay so much pipe because they don't know what the next Justice League movie is going to be necessarily. True. And they have to get all that stuff approved. So like I can't imagine what it's going to what it would be like to have to I'm doing this big sprawling universe and all of it's connected to each other and then I go and I pitch this and they're like no no no, you're not going to do that because we need to do another uh Batman movie. Well, I, <laughs> I mean I, I agree with you, but I think I think the unspoken elephant in the room for for them, as well as we've talked about plenty of times, is the idea that there just seem to be 
a very strong push at DC for Jeff Johns related material to be made yeah. into animated films. You're and not that's wrong. and that's the truth. And yeah. I think and I think I, I agree with you that maybe they didn't know for sure like maybe they're laying pipe in this big universe of stuff that they want to do or they're you know they're putting the work or whatever. And they don't know what's going to come to fruition, but when you start with the the first thing that you do is 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 the the reboot, the Justice League reboot for New 52 of you know the Jeff Johns stuff. And the next thing you do is Throne of Atlantis, which is like seven through thirteen, I guess, of, of Justice League. I think I don't know for sure, but it's, you know, if you're following the graphic novels that are given to you for New Fifty Two, and that's your big push, you know, you basically you're all in. You're putting all your chips on this line. Yeah. I would imagine the next thing I think in the storyline is the, the 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 beginnings of like the Secret Society, or Legion of Doom, or whatever. That would only make sense. And why they right. didn't lean into that, I don't know. But again, yeah. again, they had to go. But then again, DC as a line went through rebirth, and they basically started to walk back a lot of the decisions they made in New Fifty Two, which is which is a show in and of itself for another time. Right. But you know, it's sure. one of those things where I, I I get what you're saying, but I think whether it was a decree or not, there was right. definitely a push for that stuff. But again, why they didn't go, with, why they didn't try to do a two movie set of like Sinestro Core War yeah. is is beyond no, I'm with me. You. I was just gonna say that. I think, I I think of all the stuff that you could pick from from john's library like i think they kind of focus on at least for me like my least favorite stuff mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. you know what i mean no, like I crisis of conscience i think would be super fun yeah, to fair. do yeah. i think sinestro core yeah please i think i, mean, I want that give they, me that I mean, they've adapted some of his characters for like they had like what like peekaboo in the flash and they had uh i want to say like tar pit was one of the other characters they took from that was from is that or, my, or Gert? No, who am I thinking of? Who's the one I'm thinking of? One of the you see, they've taken a couple of villains from his Flash run, and they've used it in the Flash television show. But oh, okay. But <laughs> I don't know what you were talking about for well, yeah, a second yeah. there. But they, but I'm just saying it's one of the things where they haven't really adapted. Like, and they've taken like Hunter, the idea of Hunter Zolomon and Zoom, and, and made that and yeah, stuff. But okay. but they haven't really done like any Flash animate. Like they haven't done a Flash standalone animated movie, right? With any of the John stuff. Yeah. Which I think yeah, and, I, and again, and I and, and I think that they know that people are clamoring for that stuff, but at the same time, like only the Superman, Batman, Justice League stuff tends to sell really well, and I think Tucker gets around that by like we're gonna do a Justice League one, but this is kind of like gonna be a Flash, sure, centric story, like Flashpoint, which oddly enough, they seem to take a lot more chances with the Lego stuff, wouldn't you say? Right, yeah. with the Lego <laughs> movies. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> they they don't stop making those regardless of what occurs or what doesn't occur. But I'm just saying, like when they're Jesus. gonna fo- like when they're gonna focus on a particular character, like they have the Aquaman one. Oh, they'll throw it out there. They had the they, Flash yeah, one. Yeah, they had um, what's her name? Uh, did they have Jessica Cruz? Yeah, well, yeah. she was a character that was like, that was heavily in one of the. Yeah, Aquaman. but oh my god, all they have to, they don't they don't deter from that. Yeah. As long as this is set creating that character, having that character, right. they'll make a movie and right. the movie be out quick. The Flash one wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, I okay. was surprised. It wasn't as campy or you know kid like as. The, uh, the usual ones, but when they had Jason, mm-hmm. they had the whole Bat family with Batwoman. Okay. Yeah. I, again, the Lego movies, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they do not care. They, they as long won't. as Lego makes it, they're on board. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll make one for you. Okay. Yeah, sure. gotcha. Justin, one, one that didn't. I already covered it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> more in the New 52, the okay. ones that launched their version of the New 52, Throne yes. of Atlantis and yeah. War. Just didn't hit the mark. No. I want to be. Judas Contract. <laughs> I think like, like I want Tara to die in that one. Like, I <laughs> yeah, no, really no, do. No, 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 I, I really agree. do. She's awful. Oh, yeah. I couldn't stand. Um, what was the one with? Um, they kept cloning um, his son. Whose son? I think it's Bad Blood. Okay. Oh, where? Um, where that's you, the one where Dick. That's Batwoman. Batman. Is either Bat, Batwoman's in that? One. Yeah. Yeah, it's either that one or um, the one where 
Uh, bad Blood's not bad. No, no, it's not bad. Blood I'm thinking of. It's the one where um, what's what's Bruce's son? Damien. Damien. Damien legitimately beats Slade. Oh, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's Son of Batman. Yeah, that's I the can't, first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can't yeah. stand that one. That's okay, we, so hey, I, I'm gonna say one more. Sorry, the, the, right not, not not a bad one. This is an this is an honorable mention. This is this is an amendment to what I said of all the new 52 <laughs> Justice League ones not working, okay. with the exception of Justice League Dark. I like Justice League Dark. No, a Dark lot. is good. I think that's a really Dark, really yes. good one. It, that's it, the only one. Batman is, is a side character. Yeah, it is, but it's not really a. I mean, it's not really a Justice League. I mean, it's technically it's a Justice League movie, but it's not really a Justice League movie. Sure. You know, it's, it's not like it's not I, like I don't care. You? <laughs> yeah, no. No, I mean, just, I no, know no, you're no. not you're not complaining that we get Dead Man in a movie. No, of course not. Yes, no, no, yes, no, 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 yes. no, right? Of course not. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I I enjoyed Dark. I thought Dark was really. I thought Dark, Dark was, was pretty really well done. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was very well done. It's just one of those things where, like, when you say a New Fifty Two, I mean. I guess it's in there. Though. It's, it's in there. It's it's there. Jason yeah. O'Mara, Batman. Yes, and, yes. Yeah, you know, it is, but it isn't. It, it, it is, but it isn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, that's a really good one. Yes. So, okay, so uh, I think we're gonna wrap up. So, do we want to do? So, I got two ideas for for wrapping up. Do we want to do like what we're excited about coming forward, or do we want to do like a wish list movie that we want them to animate? Ooh, no, we should as, do a wish list movie. Yeah. Just okay, wish list. Keeps we'll do on that. Topic. Okay. All right. I, I, I'm gonna think about mine because. We said Sinestro Corps and, and already. <laughs> right. And that was going to no, be mine. No, you can say that. I mean, to me, I'm not going to change from what I said earlier, which was um, Vice. Um, Virtue and Vice. Virtue and Vice. JLA, oh, my JSA. God. I, 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 I'm, I'm clamoring for a JSA um, animated feature. That, that just it introduces you to them well, right. the, the whole roster. And then they're comparable counterparts in the, in the, in the league. Are you kidding me? I, I want that 100%. Yeah. I would love to see animate uh, Carlos Pachanko's. Um, Art as well. Yeah, this is, yeah. Oh, stuff. oh, you're talking. This is Superman, Batman. No, thing, no, no, right? no, 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 no. This is the one that JLA. It's JLA, JSA. It's. I think it's. Is it Kurt? Kurt Busiek. Kurt Busiek. I, I think it's Busiek. I'm thinking of the. I'm thinking of you're, the Legion story from Superman, Batman. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's not what you're talking about. You're thinking, Sorry. You're thinking of okay. the Jeff Loeb, Carlos Pacheco story. Okay. Yeah, that one's. That's a great one. I love to see that in too. But yeah, he's talking about virtue advice. But I want to say it's. It's the it's the league the league and, and the justice justice league and the justice society getting together, and then some the, some <laughs> some of the members of both teams get imbued with the the seven deadly sins. Okay. So then you have to they have to figure out who's imbued with what, and then try and stop them. Try and stop them. Okay. Yeah. It's a great it's a great story. It's beautiful. It's Carlos Pacheco art. It's awesome. But um, I want to say it's I think it's Kurt that wrote it. Kurt Busiek. I, I want to say you're right. Mm. I'll look it up. Okay, look it up. Clifton, do you have one? Yeah, mine is one that we almost had, okay. which is the Batgirl Year One story that mm-hmm. was actually in development at one point at WB Animation pretty early on, if I remember yeah. correctly, based on the uh, Batgirl Year One story by Chuck Dixon and Marcus Martin on art. That's correct, right? Yeah. Dixon and Marcus. Right. The Scott Beatty co-plot on that one? On the Batgirl, Batgirl Year, Year One. one. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I want to say yes, but I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to do the research. That one or Robin? Well, we know it was Chuck anyway. Dixon and Marcus yeah. Martin on art, and it was in uh, development at WB Animation with Laura Montgomery attached to direct at the time. And then wow. the things just didn't work out yeah. for the project. They, uh, I don't know, had to do with sales projections of Wonder Woman at the time. There was a rumor that Wonder Woman didn't sell as much That's as they wanted. Right. 
Uh, so they tr- decided to veer away from a super heroine-centric one, a female-centric <laughs> title. But I believe Wonder Woman's become like one of the best sellers over time. So it was probably not the best decision they could have made. They weren't thinking long term. But uh, that's one I would have loved to have seen. And Laura Montgomery is a great director and is is doing great stuff still. Mm-hmm. Went, mm-hmm. went through Legend of Korra, then on to Voltron. Is she supposed to do a Spider Gwen? Yes, and she is attached to she is attached to a Sony Spider Verse spinoff with Spider Gwen and the other Spider Women characters. But uh, yes, they split both. But that's what I'm saying. That's a whole nother tangent. That's another story. Yeah. Frank, you got one? Yeah, I've got one. Uh, actually it's 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 more along the lines of the um the Jeff Johns stuff that hasn't been made yet. That again, well, I understand it's not the Justice League or Superman or Batman. And you were right, it was it's it's uh Chuck Dixon and Marcus Martin and uh, <laughs> Beatty. Yeah, Beatty. Okay. yeah, you're right. Yeah. And one of those sounds like rhymes with, but um, mm. it's either the Princess of Darkness, that whole storyline, or Black Rain, which is basically you have um, Black Adam taking over Kondok. Okay. Okay. And then basically dividing the Justice Society into factions, which is which is Black Rain's about. Hawkman at the same time is becoming much more. Um, I guess the best way to say it is Egyptian. Or much more of the time when he was actually born. So he's much more, I wouldn't say hyper-violent as he is. He deals with a villain at one point where he basically cuts his arm off in order to deal with it. And the rest of the Justice Society is horrified by the fact that it's this development. So it plays into a lot of the idea that Naboo and Black Adam and Hawkman were all, and even like a metamorpho, were all sort of around in the same time in ancient Egypt. And then, but it's the first time like you start to see Black Adam sort of like, evolve basically from not really being a villain and not really being a hero but being more of like kind of like Namor where he's like an anti-hero and it's basically this big faction between the various like groups within within the JSA and then Princess of Darkness is Eclipso and Mordru and the Shades in it like basically all these these characters dealing with the JSA which is it's another great Jeff John story if he didn't do the outright first six issues of JSA, which is you have Mordru as a younger person, as a younger what wizard, mm-hmm. long before he's in Legion, yeah, fighting the JSA, which I thought was really cool to tie one of the first superhero teams at DC with the oldest, that with, the, with you know, okay. the oldest, right, with what with the kids from the Legion, which is not normally done yeah. because normally it's like if it's anything, it's always Superman based with the Legion as opposed to like or the Justice League with the Legion, that kind of yeah. thing. So either of those, either of those three, I guess, would probably be my choice. Something JSA related. Yeah. I, so for mine, I was gonna say Sinestro Corps, which I do want. It's uh, a great story. And like Long Halloween would be a cool one. But uh, I'm that gonna just say one. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a showcase for my wish list, and I just want them to do something with Commandy. Okay. Please. Like long form, yeah, commandy? yeah, just commandy like by himself, like like not teamed up with somebody else, <laughs> shoehorned in there so that we could get it made. Yeah, so that's mine, okay. commandy. Not a bad one. So, that's a good one. All right, cool. That is it for the DC original animated movies. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>